In three weeks of bombing Gaza, Israel killed 8,000 Palestinians, including more than 3,000 children. And according to international humanitarian organizations, 40% of the Palestinians killed by Israel in Gaza have been children. This has been confirmed by the United Nations, by Western human rights organizations, and by mainstream humanitarian groups. And yet, the U.S. government, which is supporting Israel and sending it more weapons and military equipment as it massacres civilians, the U.S. government has been disputing these numbers and trying to make people doubt that Israel, with U.S. support, is killing thousands of Palestinian children. U.S. President Joe Biden himself contributed to this Israeli propaganda campaign that is trying to deny the fact that thousands of Palestinian children are being killed in this indiscriminate, brutal Israeli carpet bombing of the besieged Gaza Strip. Today I'm going to be talking about the fights over how the death count is calculated in this war that is going on that started on October 7th because the Israeli government and its supporters in Washington have been trying to deny the fact that thousands of Palestinian civilians are being killed despite the substantial evidence, not only videos and photos and on-the-ground reports, but also the death statistics that have been confirmed not only by the Palestinian health ministry inside Gaza, but also by international humanitarian organizations and the United Nations itself. I'm going to start today looking at these statistics from the international humanitarian organization Defense for Children International. This is a group that has consultative status with the United Nations, that it has a relationship with the UN. And its report on the 30th of October shows that 40% of the Palestinians killed in Gaza are children. And as of the 30th of October, more than 40% of the Palestinians killed in Gaza are children, and the child death toll was 3,457 children killed by Israel. Furthermore, they found that at least 8,306 Palestinians were killed in Gaza since Israel began its bombing campaign on the 7th of October. So that's roughly three weeks from the 7th to the 30th of October. And in addition to the more than 3,000 Palestinian children who have been confirmed to be killed by Israel, they also estimated that around 1,050 Palestinian children are reported missing, largely because they're trapped under the rubble of destroyed buildings, which means the death toll is likely significantly higher. And Israel has already damaged or destroyed more than one-third of all of the housing units in Gaza. The humanitarian organization Save the Children reported on this further in a shocking report on the 29th of October titled, Gaza, 3,195 children killed in three weeks surpasses annual number of children killed in conflict zones since 2019. So these were figures from the day before. That's why they're a bit lower from the 29th of October. And they concluded that the number of Palestinian children 
killed by Israel in Gaza in just three weeks is more than the number of children killed in armed conflict globally across more than 20 countries over the course of a whole year for the last three years. And they also said once again that children make up more than 40% of the people killed in Gaza. So what this means is that Israel is the world's leader in killing children. I repeat, Israel is killing more children than in any other war or conflict zone in the past three years, including, by the way, the war in Ukraine, which we heard so much about in the Western media. But the reality is that Israel has killed more children in Gaza in just three weeks of bombing with U.S. support than the children killed in Ukraine. When you look at the number of Palestinian children on a graph compared to the number of Israeli children killed, according to official Israeli government statistics from the Israeli health ministry, you can see how it's it's just completely ridiculous. There is no comparison. If you look at the graph, you basically cannot see the Israeli children killed because we're talking about more than 3,000 Palestinian children killed as opposed to around 20 Israeli children killed. This is a very shocking graph that was made by the economist and anthropologist Jason Hickel. And you can see also going back over the years that Israel's massacre in Gaza is unprecedented. I mean, Israel has carried out horrific attacks on Gaza in the past few decades and killed thousands of people. But just in three weeks, in October 2023, Israel has killed more than all of the Palestinian children it has killed since the 1980s combined. I mean, this is just an unprecedented massacre that is being supported by the United States. The economist and anthropologist Jason Hickel made another graph that looks at the killings of all Palestinians and Israelis according to, again, official statistics, also going back to the 1980s. And once again, you can see that the, the the Palestinian death toll is many times higher than the Israeli death toll. There is no comparison here. So this is a one-sided massacre. And keep this in mind when you see Western media outlets and governments try to downplay the Palestinian death toll. U.S. President Joe Biden did exactly this, claiming he has no confidence in the death toll that Palestinians are providing. Now, listen carefully to what he said here. He's not even just blaming Hamas, which is constantly what we hear from Western governments and in the media scapegoating Hamas. He doesn't even blame them them specifically. Instead, Biden says he does not believe in the death toll that Palestinians are reporting. I have no notion that the Palestinians are telling the truth about how many people are killed. I'm sure innocents have been killed, and it's the price of waging a war. I think we should be incredibly careful. I think not we, the Israelis should be incredibly careful to be sure that they're focusing on going after the folks that are the pro- pro- propagating this war against Israel. And, uh, and it's against their interest when that doesn't happen. But I have no confidence in the number that the Palestinians are using. That revealing quote makes it clear that this is not actually just about Hamas. This is about Palestinians themselves. The U.S. government has taken the most hard line, a far-right colonialist line, against Palestinian human rights and self-determination. 
Now, in response to that very revealing admission by Biden, the White House was forced to go into damage control and the spokesman for the National Security Council, John Kirby, instead said, well, actually, we can't trust Hamas specifically because he claimed that the Gaza Ministry of Health is a front for Hamas. Well, we all know that the Gazan Ministry of Health is just a, a, a front for Hamas. It's, a, it's run by Hamas, a terrorist organization. Um, I've said it myself up here. We can't take anything coming out of Hamas, including the so-called Ministry of Health, at face value. Now, this is completely false. First of all, it is not true that that health ministry in Gaza is simply a front for Hamas. Ironically, the health ministry in Gaza is much more closely affiliated with Fatah, with the Palestinian Authority in the West Bank, which funds the health ministry. So it's just simply false to say that. But furthermore, this shows once again how the U.S. government is taking the most extreme far-right position on Israel's massacre in Gaza, that even the United Nations, even mainstream Western human rights organizations, and even the mainstream media, like the New York Times and the Washington Post, they are not taking this extreme position. Biden is quite literally allied with the far right Netanyahu forces in Israel who are completely genocidal and fascists. In fact, the mainstream Israeli newspaper Haaretz, which is popularly known as the New York Times of Israel, published an article back in February titled, Israel's government has neo-Nazi ministers. It really does recall Germany in 1933. And they were quoting a renowned Holocaust historian, Daniel Blattman, who said he was astounded at how quickly Israel was hurtling toward fascism. And again, this was months before the Palestinian attack on Israel on the 7th of October and this bombing campaign. In May, Haaretz published another op-ed titled, Netanyahu's cabinet ministers are in a race to see who is the most fascist. And on the 3rd of October, a few days before this latest war, Haaretz published another op-ed titled, Israeli neo-fascism threatens Israelis and Palestinians alike. Those are reports in the most mainstream Israeli newspaper acknowledging that the government is literally fascist. They described it, they described it as neo-Nazi. Those are not my words. And the U.S. government, the Biden administration, the Democrats, and of course the Republicans and Donald Trump, they're all allying with these fascists, with the most extreme far-right elements in Israel that are in control of the government. In fact, Biden's comments were so extreme that even Reuters, the mainstream British-based news outlet, published an article titled, Despite Biden's Doubts, Humanitarian Agencies Considered Gaza Toll Reliable. And they were saying that the U.S. president is, has no evidence for this ridiculous claim that he's saying. In fact, Reuters wrote, quote, International humanitarian agencies consider them, that is the, the death tolls, broadly accurate and historically reliable. And the article noted that Biden did not explain why, he did not provide any evidence for why they would not be reliable. And the and Reuters noted that the United Nations and other international agencies say that while there may be small discrepancies between the final casualty numbers and those reported by the Gaza Health Ministry straight after attacks, despite that, they broadly trust them. And 
a spokesperson for the United Nations Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs, OSHA, said, quote, we continue to include their data, that is the Gaza Health Ministry, in our reporting, and it is clearly sourced. Furthermore, the executive director of the World Health Organization and their health emergencies program said that the statistics may not be perfectly accurate on a minute-to-minute -minute basis, but they grossly reflect the level of death and injury on both sides of the conflict. That is, that they are broadly accurate. Furthermore, Human Rights Watch, which is very biased in the interests of the U.S. and its allies based in New York City, even they acknowledged that the casualty figures have generally been reliable and that it has not found big discrepancies in its verification of past strikes on Gaza. And they quote the director of Israel and Palestine at Human Rights Watch, Omar Shakir, who said, quote, it's worth noting that the numbers that are coming out since October 7th are generally consistent or within logic for the scale of killings one would expect given the intensity of bombardment in such a densely populated area. And Gaza, with 2.3 million Palestinians, is one of the most densely populated areas on Earth. Now, here Reuters also points out, which I said earlier, that it is actually inaccurate, it is false to claim that Gaza's health ministry is a front for Hamas. In fact, as Reuters notes, Formal responsibility for the health ministry still rests with the Palestinian Authority, the PA, in the West Bank. The PA is dominated by Fatah, the main Palestinian rival to Hamas, and is responsible for paying salaries and providing equipment to Gaza hospitals. It then reports casualty totals based on numbers it receives from hospitals, ambulances, and emergency services in coordination with the Red Crescent the International Humanitarian Organization. So it is objectively not true what John Kirby and the Biden White House has been saying. They're simply echoing the propaganda and lies of Israel, of the Netanyahu regime, which again, as mainstream Israeli newspapers refer to, are literal fascists. And in the ruling coalition of the government, are people who have called for genocide against Palestinians. Now, another key detail that Reuters acknowledged in this report is that there has been no big change in the way Palestinian authorities report casualties since the last war that Israel waged the massacre against Gaza in 2014. And the figures that the Gaza Health Ministry provided ended up being almost the same, not only as those of the United Nations, but even those provided by Israel itself. So for instance, the Palestinian Health Ministry in Gaza reported that in the 2014 Israeli war in Gaza, 2,322 Palestinians were killed. Well, the United Nations did a commission of inquiry and they concluded that 2,251 Palestinians were killed. So almost the exact same. I mean, we're talking about a difference of 71 people. And then Israel, its own foreign ministry, reported that 2,125 Palestinians were killed in Gaza, according to the information gathered by its own military. So that is, again, the Israeli figure is 2,125. The Gaza Health Ministry figure was 2,322. They're very similar. We're talking about a very small margin of error.
What's incredible is that Biden's comments are even more extreme than the State Department itself. And the Huffington Post pointed out that the State Department regularly uses the Gaza Health Ministry death statistics in its reports. It notes that within Biden's own administration, officials have consistently cited the death toll and other data provided by authorities inside Gaza. HuffPost reviewed nearly 20 State Department situation reports, and in at least 12 instances, U.S. Embassy officials attributed the number of Palestinian casualties to the Hamas-linked health ministry in Gaza, including in the report provided to State Department colleagues on October 25th, hours before Biden's speech, in which he cast doubt on those statistics that his own government uses because they are accurate. And in fact, this report noted in the Huffington Post that a U.S. official drafting the diplomatic note wrote that the number of Gazans killed or injured by Israel is likely much higher, according to the U.N. and NGOs. So not only are the Gaza Health Ministry numbers accurate, but in some ways, instead of inflating the numbers, they're actually probably a conservative estimate of the number of Palestinians killed by Israel. And even Biden's own State Department internally acknowledges that. This is why even the Washington Post, a mainstream voice in Washington, they also acknowledged that mainstream media outlets and the United Nations rely on Gaza's health ministry for the death tolls because they have a history of being accurate. And the Washington Post notes that even the State Department, the U.S. State Department, has cited the death toll statistics of the Palestinian health ministry in Gaza. So Biden is even more extreme and, fa and far right and allying with fascists than even his own State Department in these ridiculous claims. I'm going to read here from the Washington Post in this article, quote, Many experts considered figures provided by the Palestinian health ministry in Gaza reliable given its access sources and accuracy in past statements. Quote, everyone uses the figures from the Gaza health ministry because those are generally proven to be reliable. And that is according to the Israel and Palestine director at Human Rights Watch, Omar Shakir. Quote, in the times in which we have done our own verification of numbers for particular strikes, I am not aware of any time which there's been some major discrepancy. He said, quote, We know that a health ministry is going to base death tolls on assessments coming from hospitals, morgues, etc. They have an ability to collect that in a way that other sources not there cannot do. And in fact, in response to Biden's ridiculous claims, the Palestinian health ministry publicly published a list of all of the known Palestinians who had been killed by Israel, identified with their legal name, their ID number, their gender, and their age. You can find this information online. You can, these are the actual people whose deaths have been confirmed by hospitals in Gaza. Of course, Israel is bombing those hospitals with U.S. weapons and military equipment. But this is the level of desperation of not only Israeli officials, but of U.S. officials. They are clearly directly involved in facilitating war crimes and crimes against humanity that Israel is carrying out against the Palestinian people. And the U.S. government is so desperate that it is echoing this ridiculous propaganda, these ridiculous lies going against even 
the New York Times, even the Washington Post, even the United Nations, mainstream human rights organizations. I'm not quoting Palestinian sources. I'm not quoting Hamas. I'm quoting the most mainstream sources that you can get. And in fact, the White House's attempt to deny these statistics is especially ridiculous when you consider that even conservative media outlets in Israel have been citing these official death statistics from Gaza and referring to all of the Palestinians that Israel has killed as terrorists. I, I, I repeat that. Israeli media outlets are using the Gaza Health Ministry death toll, but they're saying that all of the Palestinians killed are terrorists. They're not disputing the number of Palestinians killed. They're just saying that, you know, the, the, the more than 3,000 Palestinian children killed are terrorists, according to the Israeli media, the, the extreme right-wing media in Israel. This is, according to the Israeli journalist David Sheen, who's one of the best sources on the ground in Israel, he speaks Hebrew, and he notes that Israeli TV outlets are running a counter of fatalities in Gaza, most of whom are civilians and many of whom are children, under the heading, quote, terrorists we eliminated. And then he added that those who are too lazy to drive to the border of Gaza to watch the genocide, they have you covered with a live stream of the bombing. And this is an auto-translate from Hebrew to English using Google Lens. And you can see that they report 7,546 so-called terrorists we eliminated. Again, this is at that at the time when this was published, which was on the 30th of October, those were the numbers coming from the Gaza Health Ministry. So Biden and the White House are even more extreme than some of the, the far-right extreme fascist forces in Israel that are referring to 3,000 Palestinian children that their government killed as terrorists. Of course, we all know that the reality is that Israel is massacring civilians and the Palestinian journalist Ahmad al-Nauk put this very well. This is a Palestinian journalist who has lost 23 family members in the past few weeks who have been murdered by Israel in these massacres. And he said, quote, this is not a war against Hamas. Israel seems to be targeting our prized students, doctors, journalists, community leaders, and their families in its ongoing massacre, while the Western media continues to offer it cover by repeating the same worn-out lines and misleading cliches. Journalists, do your jobs. Hold the powerful to account and report the facts. Israel is committing genocide against the Palestinian people in real time. We can all see it. We will not forget your complicity. And again, this is a Palestinian journalist based in the UK who has lost 23 family members killed by Israel just in the past few weeks. And these are not Hamas militants. These are children. These are civilians. He has posted photos of them on his Twitter account and said, when will this end? In fact, the Israeli journalist David Sheen also pointed out that Channel 13 in Israel admitted publicly that Israel is perfectly murdering the family members of journalists. Channel 13 reported that Israel purposefully and premeditatedly murdered the family of Al Jazeera Gaza bureau chief Wal Dadu. Quote, generally we know the target. That is when they're bombing. Quote, for example, today there was a target, the family of an Al Jazeera reporter. In general, we know. 
So this is not an accident. These are intentional targeted attacks to kill journalists in Gaza. And what has the response of the U.S. government been? Instead of pressuring Israel to stop intentionally killing journalists and their family members, the U.S. government has been pressuring media outlets to censor their coverage of Israel's massacre. This is according to the mainstream U.S. media outlet Axios, which reported that U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has been pressuring Qatar to force Al Jazeera, which is the Qatari state media outlet, to censor its coverage of Israel's war crimes. So quite literally, the U.S. government is not only complicit in supporting Israel's war crimes and crimes against humanity and killing thousands of civilians and, pal and children in Gaza, but furthermore, the U.S. is trying to prevent journalists who are being killed by Israel from sharing these stories with the rest of the world. Meanwhile, as I've shown in multiple reports, multiple videos, which I'll link to in the description below, the U.S. government has been protecting Israel on the international stage, vetoing any resolutions in the U.N. Security Council that would call for a ceasefire, and voting against resolutions at the U.N. General Assembly, voting against the vast majority of the world, opposing calls for peace. The U.S. government is directly complicit in these crimes against humanity, and I'm going to be reporting on them regularly here. I just wanted to stress today that it is completely preposterous when the Biden White House says we cannot trust the death figures coming out of the Gaza Health Ministry. They have a long history of being accurate. That's why the United Nations and human rights organizations and mainstream media outlets use those statistics. This is an undeniable fact. Do not let the fake news and propaganda disinformation coming out, not only of Israel, but of Washington, do not let that deceive you. With that, I'm going to conclude here. I'm Ben Norton. This is Geopolitical Economy Report. Please like and, and subscribe to this on whatever platform you're watching or listening on. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe to our channel. If you prefer listening to these as a podcast, you can also do that. Every video is available as a podcast. And I'll be back very soon for more reporting. I'll see you next time.